You're listening to the Blaze Foray podcast. Join us each week as we talk about life, spirituality, pop culture, and fulfilling your dreams. What's up, everybody? Blaze Foray here coming at you from Asheville, North Carolina for episode number 32 of the Blaze Foray podcast. What's up, Facebook Live? I just recently started doing some of my podcasts through Facebook Live as well, so that way I can kind of reach a couple different sectors of the intranet, of the uh, of the interwebs. So I thought I would take advice from a friend, and uh, you know, I love copying people. I'll just copy people. If they're doing something cool, I'm like, well, dude, I'm going to do that too. Doesn't mean you copy the exact thing. You don't want to be like somebody else, but dude, if somebody's doing something that works, use it, man. So uh, I start. I decided, you know what? I'm going to start doing these live so I can encourage people on Facebook while I'm recording my podcast. Of course, you know, it's fun because then you take a little bit more of a risk because you're doing everything live, and so it's a good old time. But uh, what's up, Facebook Live? It's good to see all you guys here with me today. Um, Episode number 32. I'm so excited. It's week number 32 of the podcast. Look, I'm doing it on Saturday today because this week has been absolutely crazy busy. I want to talk about that a little bit. Just got done this morning with a little bit of work. I want to talk about that a little bit later. But first of all, the Blaze for a podcast is brought to you by Chatting with 100, my brand new book, Chatting with 100, because the best public speaking is like chatting with a friend over coffee. Some of you guys out there want to be communicators. You want to be public speakers. You want to impact the world. You know, I was chatting with some friends about this the other week, um, or just this past week, I was actually doing a small group workshop on my book and on public speaking, and I was talking about how public speaking and public communication, the game is totally changing with the, with the whole thing because cell phones and uh, Facebook Live and Periscope and all these things are really, like YouTube had already done this already, but it, it's changing the game when it comes to the formalities of public speaking and being a public communicator, really being an influencer. That's what we're talking about when I say public speaking. It's being an influencer in culture, and you really don't have to, you know, I mean, as much as I love formal public speaking and things like that and some of the training that's out there, you really don't have to follow those step-by-step rules so much anymore in order to influence the world because all you have to have is a cell phone in your hand and internet connection or a little bit of data on that phone and you can put out a video or you can live chat something and reach mil- you know, millions of people, really. Um, it's pretty crazy. So I wrote this book out of some of the experiences that I've had over the last, you know, 15 to 20 years, standing up in front of people since I was 15 years old with a mic in my hand, um, tell some of the funny stories, some of the some of the dumb stuff that I've done. Uh, you know, one of the best ways I think to learn is actually learning through other people's failures. Instead of failing, you know, I'm not afraid of failing. Don't be afraid to fail. Uh, but if if you're ever, um, you know. I'm not afraid of failing because you always learn from failures. So failing isn't really failing at the end of the day. It's just part of the it's part of the journey of learning. But it's nice to learn from other people's failures. You don't always have to learn from your own. A smart guy, a smart person, a wise man, a wise woman will learn by listening to other people tell their stories. And that's what I tried to do in this book a little bit was talk about some of the things that I've learned, that I've grown through, and and the tips and tricks in this book um, are things that I actually learned through. 
trying and failing and trying and failing and get more training and practicing, et cetera, et cetera, over the last 15 to 20 years. So if you want to grab that book, do it today. Blazeforay.com slash chatting with 100. You can also get it on Amazon. Just type in Blazeforay chatting with 100 and that book will pop up. You can get it on the Kindle version or the paperback. Anyway, I hope you guys are having a great Saturday. Um, This past week, my wife and I put on a conference out in the mountains of Asheville. It was actually out in Candler, North Carolina. It's called Fall Break Co. And um, I just got to say, I am so proud of my wife. She dreamed this thing up back in January, and um, she she wrote it in her goals book. We were at a goal-setting workshop, and uh, she wrote this down. She said, I want to do a creative conference you know, for, for people that are entrepreneurs and uh, self-employed creatives, you know, designers, photographers, folks like that, really anybody at all um, that is looking to create a business. And uh, she wrote it down. She told me about it. And then here we are nine months later, and we just put it on out in the middle of the mountains in North Carolina. We had this beautiful event space called Brahma Ridge Event Center. And, um, we had some pretty amazing speakers. We had around 75 attendees. That includes some some volunteers that we had come and help out as well. Um, Nathan Brubaker, you tell me that you love my hair. Oh, thank you, Nathan. I appreciate that. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, so I'm going to have to focus on doing the podcast and not on Facebook Live. As much as I love you guys, Facebook. Um, but anyway, I'm super proud of my wife just for putting that together. And, uh, you know, we've been working so hard on it. And really, honestly, today I'm going to be vulnerable. I'm going to be vulnerable and, and share our life a little bit, share my life a little bit um, in hopes of encouraging you guys. But we, we bit off a lot. We, we do that often. We bite off more than we can chew. We, around the same time, we uh, also got into this office space that you can see here. It's kind of a mess in here because we just got back from a five-day event. And we had to stack all this stuff in here. Haven't cleaned it up yet. So, um, But we got in this uh, co-working space that we started running and you know we've we've signed up about probably like 20 to 30 people for this co-working um, event space here where people can come in lease out like a desk space and work in a place where they can be inspired by other creative folks and um, it's been really really cool but we did that at the same time we were planning this huge uh Oh, I lost Facebook because I got a phone call there. We did that at the same time we were planning this huge event. And uh, so it was, I mean, we bit off a lot. And uh, But I'm just super excited. I'm super thankful because it all came together. And we have somehow got through the week and uh, had 75 people out there. We had five amazing speakers, Rocky Garza, Ruthie Lindsay, um, Matt Tommy. Uh, oh, goodness, what's his name from Dapper Inc.? Goodness gracious, that's terrible. But um, the guy from Dapper Inc. Um, out in South Carolina in Greenville, he and his wife also put on uh, the Indie Craft Parade. Uh, anyway, these folks are super cool. Um, gosh, who else did we have out there? Um, my wife and I did a keynote together. That was a lot of fun. Um, and I know I'm missing some people. But we put we also put on a lot of workshops and breakout sessions for how to grow your small business and be successful in small business. And it was exciting. It was a lot of fun. And uh, it was a very successful event. Um, 
but geez, four days, man, it was, it was, uh, we were running around throwing dishes around and, you know, getting people to bring meals and all this different stuff. And, um, by the end of it, we were just absolutely exhausted. I think we laid in bed for like 24 hours after it was over. Um, but it was, it was a blast. If you're interested in coming next year, we're already planning for October, uh, go to fallbreak.co to find out more information. And, uh, we'd love to have you out there next year. Anyway, let's dive into today's topic a little bit. Today I wanted to talk about what do you do when you find yourself in a crunch? What do you do when you hit a wall? And uh, how many guys out there have ever, you just feel like you hit a wall or you, you found yourself in a crunch or you found yourself you know, at a place where you, you, you almost seemed like at the bottom of the barrel or whatever. You don't know the next step to take. Um, I know I found myself there before. And something that I've learned over the years and, uh, and that I continue to learn is that, you know, what I find is that often when that happens, you get this like um, paralysis type of thing almost. There's so, many, so many thoughts will flood your mind. You know, you get fearful, you get worried, you start to doubt yourself. And it's crazy because, you know, sometimes in the most, you can be in some of the most successful situations of your life and, and on a, such a high, but then something can happen or a sequence of events can start to happen to where all of a sudden you find yourself in a crunch or you find yourself hitting a wall. And, um, and it's almost like everything that you believed about yourself, believed about the future, um, believed about your situation, it all kind of comes crashing down in the face of the moment today, that crunch, that wall, that moment of, of uh, you know, just where everything feels like it's tumbling down or whatever. And um, I want to encourage you just with a couple things that I've learned and that I'm continuing to learn even even at this time in life right now um, with the amount of things that Christina and I are doing and and the you, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna be a dreamer, if you are going to be a an influential person, um, if you're going to go after your goals and your dreams and seek to influence the world, then you're going to have to take risks. You're going to have to try things and and um, and go for things that are that seem too big. If you're not going for things that seem too big for yourself, then you're probably just you're selling yourself short. Really, um, I truly believe that that your dreams and your goals should, when you read them to yourself, they should seem like absolutely bizarre. They should seem too good to be true, too big for you to accomplish. Um, because I think that we don't understand our potential. I think most people don't don't overshoot. I think they undershoot. And when you undershoot on your dreams and your goals, most of the time we come up short anyway with the, with the goals and dreams that we're trying. We'll come up a little bit short but when you undershoot what your potential, true potential is and then you miss it anyway, you're going to be way under what your true potential is. Does that make sense? Versus dreaming huge and setting your goals so high that you're almost you're going for something way bigger than yourself. And truly, it's going to take more than just you. It's going to take a whole team of people to accomplish those things. It's going to take mentors. It's going to take um, people to help you and teach you and push you and encourage you when you're down. And I mean, it's so much more satisfying when you shoot so high. And maybe you'll come up a little bit short, but you're going to be way higher than what you would have shot for if you had gone underneath your potential. And um you know, when you're writing out goals and you're setting dreams for yourself and you're, uh, 
you're going after things like that, it could almost sound prideful to make your dreams so high and so big. But but the only reason it sounds prideful is because most of society, most people shoot so low with their potential. They shoot so far below their potential. They live so far below their potential. So when someone comes out and they're dreaming big and they want to influence 100,000 people or they want to impact so many people or they want to make so much money or somebody comes out and says something like something as audacious as saying, I want to be a millionaire. Um, you know, we, we think that it's prideful. We think that it's greedy. We think that it's, um, that we think that they must be in it for themselves or, um, but that's because most of society, most of the world sells themselves so short and they live in such a false humility. Um, they don't value themselves. They don't believe in themselves. And it's, it's, uh, it's honestly very, very sad. And, and I found myself thinking like that and seeing like that and, um, and hearing other people think and see like that. But, but what I found over the years is that as I change my perspective, I don't worry about what others think about me. Instead, I, um, you know, in, in a spiritual way, I, I try to believe what God believes about me, which is, you know, I'm blessed, I'm provided for, I, my potential is greater than I could ever imagine. Um, like, believing things that are that are much bigger than what I could just believe on my own about myself, you know? And, and as I believe like that, as I start thinking like that, um, it doesn't matter what other people think about me. It doesn't matter what other people's opinions are about me. Um, truly, as you start going for your goals, there's going to be some people that are just don't want to be your friend anymore. And, um, and that's okay. Sometimes people can't handle a person that's driven or a person that um, is going after something purposeful in life. And and that's okay. It doesn't mean that they're bad and you're good or that you're good. At, or, or It doesn't mean anything, really. It just means, like, maybe that person... Um, has a misunderstanding about about your motives and and you can't correct everyone's understanding about your life um, all you can do is be true to you be true to what you feel like is in your heart what God has created you for and be faithful to that calling be faithful um, to yourself to to what is inside of you and you can't worry about what other people think so let me just give you a couple of thoughts here about what to do when you hit a crunch what to do when you feel like you're hitting a wall the number one thing I would say to do is number one invest in yourself by learning a new skill okay if you get stuck in a crunch whether it's um, you know maybe it's a situation financially where you feel like you're just stuck and you you just can't uh, you just don't know what to do to move forward. Um, or maybe, you know, I know I found this in my own life uh, over the years where let's get vulnerable, right? Let's just get real. Let me, let, me let me talk straight with you. I know whenever I got married, I had been in ministry for 12 years. I had been working um, for a couple different ministries, and then I became self-employed preacher, and I was traveling around and uh, doing my thing. And, you know, I was making okay money for a single guy, but when I got married, I, like, freaked out. I was like, how in the heck am I going to provide for a family, and I'm going to always have to be on the road in order— because as, as a speaker, I had to always be on the road in order to make money doing what I was doing. And I wasn't going to—you know, my wife was a full-time wedding photographer, and so I wasn't going to make her quit her job or her just come travel along with me, and then I was barely making enough anyway to provide for a family, so I hit this wall where I was like, how am I going to 
do this? How am I going to provide for my family? Um, and being that I was in ministry for 12 years from the time I was like 17, 18 and being a 30 year old at the time, I had to re it was like a quarter life crisis, you know, let's figure out, um, what the next step is. And, and so number one, I I would say I invested in myself and I decided that I was going to learn some new skills. Okay. Um, and this goes along with, um, this goes along with what I would say number two is, which is taking a risk. Um, you have to try new things. You have to you have to take a risk. You have to jump out of your comfort zone and try new things. Um, so I, I did a couple things initially. Uh, you know, I, I took on some like social media gigs and like ran some social media for some small companies in town and um, made a little bit of cash and and tried to learn that. And it was fun. It was cool. But what I found is like I didn't actually enjoy it that much and it didn't actually make me that much money. So uh, so I kept just putting things out and trying new things. And and then I was like, do I want to lead a church? Do I want to maybe I should start a church? And then, you know, as we kind of like looked at that more. We realized I don't even know if that's what's really in our hearts to do. Um, so it was just constantly like trying new things, trying, uh, putting myself out there, taking risks, um, even to the point where I just started writing up resumes for different jobs and um, putting them out there and trying marketing jobs. And finally, I landed a job in car sales, which, you know, I never thought I would do. But if I hadn't have taken that risk to go for it with something new, then I wouldn't have jo- gotten that job in car sales, which I only had for a few months, but I killed it in car sales. I did really, really well, and I found this new passion, which was um, which was servicing people with a, sa- a sale, selling people something that they need and helping them make a decision. You know, most people that are buying something and dealing with salespeople, the reason they don't like salespeople is because they don't like to feel pressured to do something because most people don't trust themselves to make good decisions when it comes to buying things. And so what I learned is as I jumped into sales, I started investing in myself. I started buying eBooks on sales. I started buying eBooks on how to skill myself up in order to be the best at that at that industry and as I did that I realized that I was giving people a service helping them make a decision on a product they wanted to buy already and as I did that I became the number three salesperson in our um, in our dealership Uh, you know I was only behind people that had been in sales there for like 15 20 years and other one was like 10 years or something like that but I started doing so well that I realized, man, I like this. I really, really like this. And, uh, and, but I knew I didn't want to do car sales, but I knew I'd found a new passion. And, um, it was just at that time when a friend of mine named, uh, named John Guterman reached out to me and was like, Hey man, I see you're doing good in sales. I wanted to give you an opportunity to sell something that could really impact people's lives. And, um, he got me involved with the Leaser group and now I'm selling mortgage protection insurance to individuals. I get to meet with families in their homes. I get to laugh with them and cry with them and talk about the most important and most intense time of people's lives is the death of a spouse you know preparing them for the future so that 
uh, their family, their kids, and their their spouse that is still living will be taken care of. Two hundred thousand dollar mortgages, two hundred fifty thousand dollar mortgages, totally taken care of, um, because I'm offering them opportunities to be able to get in a monthly payment so that they'll be able to take care of their family beyond their living time. And so it's absolutely amazing. I sit there and cry with people talking about, you know, their families and their kids and um, watch them sign the contracts and then walk out knowing that I just service people. And I'm going, if I hadn't have taken that risk to jump into something in my mind that was as silly as car sales, which I don't think it's silly at all, but most people just have this interesting concept of car, car salesmen. If I hadn't have been willing to take that risk, willing to invest in myself to try a new skill, then I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today, which is making much better commissions um, on a very strong and powerful lead system through what I do now with the Leaser Group and giving people products that absolutely change their lives. And, um, and I just love it. I just absolutely love it. And um, I would highly suggest it to anybody that's in sales out there, anybody that feels like they're underemployed, not making the money that they're worth, then I would love to interview you um, with the Leaser Group. I, I have hired five um, five people already that are out writing contracts and writing applications and doing exactly what I'm doing. And it's been such a blast. Um, but if I hadn't taken the risk, if I hadn't invested in myself to learn a new skill, then I wouldn't be where I am today, which is learning and growing and, uh, and actually doing something that I enjoy. Um, the third thing I would say that you do when you hit a crunch is get advice. Get advice. Talk to people. Um, talk to people in, that are, are close in your life. Let them know what's going on in your life. Let them know where you're struggling. Let them know if it's in a relationship or if you're trying to make a choice about a relationship or something like that or about finances um, or something like that. Uh, get advice from people that you're close to and that are close to you and listen to them because they might have, you know, people are there, friends are there, families there often. Obviously not all friends and family can see every area of your life and know what you're supposed to do. That's not the point. But a lot of times those people are there because they can see the blind spots that you can't see. Um, it's not that they can see the whole picture, but sometimes they can see the blind spots that you can't see. And, um, and that's very helpful. You know, if you'll be, be willing to be teachable and get advice and at the same time, be willing to reject the thoughts and reject the advice that, you know, deep down you don't need. Um, but you know, eat the meat, spit out the bones. And, uh, so I would say, number one, invest in yourself by learning a new skill. Number two, take a risk. Try something new. It doesn't mean you have to commit to it forever, but try something new. Um, number three would be get advice. And then number four, I would say pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to the signs. You know, um, I used to always, you know, I was the type of guy that always like, you know, I would always note if it, notice if it was 333 on the clock or 1111 or something like that. Or, or if I would see a certain phrase and I would see it on a license plate, then on a sign or something like that. And, um, you know, that's just kind of fun stuff and kind of silly stuff. And sometimes it can mean something. Sometimes it doesn't mean anything. But what I'm saying is pay attention to the signs, meaning like if you felt something in your heart um, for a while that you need to step out and try and somebody offers you an opportunity to try that thing or somebody mentions that and you keep running into that little thing, I would say pay attention to the signs. At the same time, just because there's signs doesn't mean that those signs are going to cause something to happen. You actually pay attention to the signs, then you have to take steps to do something. You know, a lot of times people sit around and wait on God to change their lives, um, and God's waiting on them to pick up their, uh, to pick up, 
you know, themselves off of the seat and take some new steps with the new opportunities he gives. You know, I can imagine like, it's like, we're always saying, God, would you just take me to the next step, take me to the next place, you know, take me to the next opportunity. And he's like, dude, I've been opening doors for you all along the way. If you would just not be afraid to take a step out. Most of our prayers about waiting on God are actually usually just fear of us making a wrong decision. And so if you find yourself in a place where you're like waiting on God for something or you're, you're waiting for something to happen or for the right timing, the truth is the timing is never perfect. The opportunities are never exactly what you think they should be. Um, you just have to actually step out and step through the doors that are there. And sometimes, you know, you don't even just need to wait for the doors to open on their own, but sometimes you just need to knock on the doors. You know, there is that one saying, knock and the door will be open. There's my wife. Hey, babe. Um, there's that saying, knock and the door will be open. You don't always have to just wait, stand there and wait for the door to open. But I can imagine it being like you're standing there all night waiting for the door to open. Somebody walks out the door and they're like, what are you doing out here? Oh, I'm waiting for the door to open. And they would just say, well, why don't you just knock? I would have opened the door a lot earlier if you would have just knocked on it. And so I would encourage you guys, when you're trying something new, just go knock on the door. Go just push the door open and see what happens because um, most of our paralysis has to do with fear of failure. And um, guess what? Like, who really gives a crap if you fail? It doesn't matter. You're not going to ruin things. You're not going to mess everything up. I would just say try new things over and over and over. Try, fail, try. I mean, it's like Thomas Edison in the light bulb, you know. It's like he figured out 300-something new ways not to do the light bulb um, that won't work until he finally figured out the way that it does work. Um, try, try, try. Fail, 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 fail. But it's never a full failure because you're always learning something from that experience. Um, so invest in yourself by learning a new skill. Take a risk. Get advice. Pay attention to the signs. And when the signs are there, take action on them. And number five, I would say, um, number five is say yes. Say yes. You know, a lot of times, um, Aaron says, try, fail, adjust. Exactly, Aaron. Try, fail, adjust. You try it, you, you fail. Doesn't mean it's a complete failure because you learned how not to do it. Adjust a little bit and move forward. Um, number five, I would say, is say yes. Okay? Say yes. Learn to say yes to opportunities. You know, a lot of times, um, we're so used to saying no to new opportunities because we don't want to fill our plate up too much or we don't want to fail at it or we don't want to um, fall short of accomplishing the goal or disappoint someone. I would encourage you just to start saying yes to things because if you feel like you're in a crunch or you're in a bind and opportunities come your way but you're always saying no because you're afraid or you're always saying no because you feel like it not, might may or may not be the right thing um you know i run into folks that say well yeah you know i just don't know i'm just waiting on god about it or i'm just trying to trying to uh make sure it's all lining up right or something look just push the gas pedal say yes and just commit to something just commit to something because if you commit then you can at least start moving forward and either it'll go one way or the other. But when you're always saying no to things and only saying yes to a little bit here, a little bit there, then you're limiting yourself to the opportunities of actually succeeding at something. And so I would encourage you to just start saying yes. Start saying yes to the opportunities around you. Start saying yes to yourself, to your own heart. Start saying yes to these new options and new opportunities because the more you say yes the more you'll have more opportunity um, the more I say yes to opportunities to do something to try something the more I meet new people that end up offering me new opportunities 
Anyway, I hope this is encouraging to you guys. Um, I'm going to run it down one more time. Number one, invest in yourself by learning a new skill. Number two, take risks by trying new things. Number three, get advice from the people closest to you. Number four, pay attention to the signs and then take action on those signs. Number five, say yes. I hope this has helped you guys. You guys are amazing. Who's on here with Facebook Live? Let's see. Um... I've got, oh, Caleb Karenbrock. Dude, what's up, Caleb? Good to hear from you, man. You're awesome, dude. I actually, uh, we just met Ruthie Lindsay this last week. She was speaking. She said that your sister, Christy Karenbrock, is her uh, assistant. I thought that was just so wild. It was like such a full circle thing there. Tyler's on here. Trey's on here. Ben Rumsey. My mom's here. My mom's always here. Even if no one else showed up, my wife would be here first and then my mom. <laughs> um Let's see who else is on here. Leah Daniels. Leah, what's up? Tell John I said hello. You guys have such a beautiful new little baby. Carlos Cabrera, Joseph Rubio. What's up, dog? Uh, Michael Gustin, Josh McDonald. Hey, man, good to see you, bro. Dude, it's so good to see all you guys on here. You guys are amazing. I hope this has been an encouraging podcast for you today. My whole goal, honestly, with these things is I just want to share my life with you in an open and honest way in hopes that I would encourage you guys to be successful at your dreams, to be successful at your goals. And um, everybody's in a different place in life. Everybody's figuring stuff out. Um, but if but if something I say can help you make it to the next step, help you make it to the next plan that God has for your journey, then uh, I've been successful. If I can get you from a place of feeling bummed about life, feeling discouraged and feeling uh, hopeless to a place of feeling hope and feeling powerful and feeling able to accomplish the things that are in your heart that God's set out for you to do, then uh, I've been successful. If I've gotten you from a place of depression to just finally putting a little smile on your face for the day, then I've been successful. Um, Listen, if you guys really are looking for a job, if you are looking for something in sales where you actually can care about people and encourage people, I've actually got a few different of some of my friends who've been preachers for years. I've hired like five different uh, preachers because they care about people, they want to help people, they're good with people, and they know they need to be making more money. Look, I, I for so many years lived off of missionary support, which I don't bash that at all. I think it's fine to do that. Um, but there was definitely times when I was like a traveling speaker where I was making just a little bit of money. And I always had time I could have been putting effort into other things to support myself, to support my future. And um, I've been so excited to actually, you know, jump on board with the Leaser Group and actually be able to um, not only support myself, but support my wife and support our dreams here at Asheville Folk. And so if you are looking, then please hit me up. I'd love to contact you and gift you an interview and see if it would be a good fit. I love you guys so much. I hope you're encouraged. If you're just jumping on here, um, go back and listen to this. It is what to do when you're in a crunch or what to do when you hit a wall. I've got four, four to five keys to help you. Sarah Jane just joined. What's up, Sarah Jane? I love all you guys. Y'all are amazing. Blaze Foray, signing off. Peace out. You're listening to the Blaze Foray podcast. Join us each week as we talk about life, spirituality, pop culture, and fulfilling your dreams.